This is the Better Than Before Betrayal podcast, episode number seven, Courage for Conversations. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hi there. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today as I tell you another way my life is better now than it was before. Now, I've told you that all of this work is a lifelong work, and today's topic is one that I'm still in the beginning stages of. It is still challenging for me. It's a struggle, I will admit. Remember that this work is a lifetime work, and we will need to continue to work on managing our minds to create the life that we want. Everything that I have shared with you so far on this podcast illustrates changes that I have made to show up as the person I want to be as often as I can, at least. All of them take my continued work. They are skills that I must use every day for my growth. The topic today is I'm more courageous in having conversations. Again, this is still difficult for me to do. And what I have decided is that I want to be known by my husband. In order for that to happen, I have to share with him, no matter what. I have my own back. I am my own safe space. I have committed to share with no expectations of a response. No expectation for him to validate me or even be interested in what I have to say. I'm my own safe space. I want to be known by my husband because that is the kind of person I want to be. He may not want to be that kind of person, and that's okay. He isn't quite ready for that. We are still navigating this healing and growth journey. It is going to take work, time, and patience. We are still figuring it all out. I can hope for that growth in him. It's up to him to do his own work. I don't have any expectation of him sharing, just because I did. As you've probably guessed, we haven't really had a pattern of openly sharing in our marriage. One of my first assignments from my therapist was to speak up and to be heard and to stand up and be seen. This was not how I really showed up in my marriage before. We had a nice marriage, is what he would say. I spent so much time trying to figure out the right words to use, figuring out the perfect time to bring something up. And guess what? There wasn't a perfect time. And finding the perfect words isn't even a thing. Even when I tried to bring something up without blame, my husband would hear it as such. 
because he would go to shame. Even when I used I messages, he would hear it as criticism and go to shame. We didn't identify it as that then, of course. We didn't recognize it as such. It's just how our conversations would go. More disconnecting than connecting. I told myself it was too hard. So I usually didn't bring things up. So I wasn't seen and heard. Now that's a thought, I know. And obviously he saw me and heard me. But I wasn't showing up as the person I wanted to be. As I told you, having the courage to share with my husband is still a challenge for me. Probably the most challenging thing in my work because it does involve another person and it's just not my mind work. (laughs) And I will tell you that is so worth it. So here's a real life experience with this. Recently, my husband and I teach a young single adult Sunday school class in our home ward. There are only a few attendees because most of the young adults are on missions or off to college. We prepare a lesson, um, and recently, because it was a holiday weekend, we didn't know if anyone would be attending. I thought if no one shows up, would we stay in the classroom and share with each other what we had learned and prepared? That wasn't something that we typically did, but I think that thought that would be cool. There were things that I wanted to share with him. The lesson brought to my mind my patriarchal, excuse me, patriarchal blessing. And there were some things that I wanted to share with him about it. Well, no students came to our class. My husband suggested that we go to the regular adult gospel doctrine class, and we did. It was amazing. I'm so glad that we did. That afternoon... I thought, I still want to share my thoughts with him. And I didn't. That evening, we went on a walk. We walked mostly in silence. Except him complaining about the economy. Ugh. (laughs) The thought came to me again to share my heart. I didn't. Why didn't I? Because I didn't want to share and not get a response. No, I didn't want to share and get a response of seemingly disinterest. Now, I don't believe that my husband is actually not interested in my sharing. I think that he just doesn't know how to respond. And yes, my brain goes to that familiar place of making it mean something about me which it does not. So the next evening, after being coached on it by my amazing coach, I decided to share my thoughts because I want to be known by him. He can choose to respond however he chooses. I share and I am my own safe space. After I shared, we talked a bit. I told him that I intend to share my thoughts. I told him of my desire to be known by him. And I didn't have any expectations of him. It was so amazing. 
I loved sharing with him and not expecting anything from him. I now have had several experiences of sharing with him with no expectation, and I've loved it. He's not really ready to share, and that's okay. He admitted that he doesn't even know his own heart. I've told him many times throughout our marriage that I just wanted to know his heart. He didn't know what that really was. So I'm committed to share my heart and have no expectations for his response. I am sharing so that I will be known, so that I will be showing up as the person I want to be. As I thought about the reasons why I'm hesitant to share with my husband, I considered some things about myself that I already knew. And I learned some interesting things that I hadn't considered before. I knew that I had a negative core belief that I don't have anything interesting to say. How's that for a useful thought? And my brain will still offer that thought to me occasionally, and I manage it. I don't know when I picked up this thought, probably growing up in a family of eight kids. You have to be loud to be heard. So maybe I picked it up then. And when I think this thought, my brain will find evidence to prove that it's true. That's what brains do. So as I carry this thought, I don't have anything interesting to say with me. I don't say much, right? I carried this thought into adulthood. I actually have a habit of not finishing my sentences. One time one of my daughters asked me why I didn't finish my sentences. (laughs) I did it because as I'm talking sometimes, I think no one's listening. And so I don't bother finishing. I caught myself doing it just the other day. Interesting. It's a habit. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I've had many experiences when my husband has actually walked away as I was talking to him. Evidence that I don't have anything to say, right? Anything interesting? That's what my brain thought. The truth is that perhaps what I say is interesting, just not to him. And guess what? I'm not always interested in what my husband has to say either. We are interested in different things, and that's okay. And I have pointed out to my husband that he walks away, picks up his phone, or even you know opens his computer when I'm talking, and that I don't think that's respectful. He didn't even realize that he was doing it. He has worked hard to be more aware now. He's gotten much better at it, and still does it sometimes. He did it just the other day. And it doesn't mean anything about me. It happens rarely now. Sometimes I point it out to him, and sometimes I don't. As for me, if I start talking and notice that he's on his phone or computer, I stop and wait for him to finish what he's doing. There are occasions that I start talking and he picks up his phone at the same time. I start stop talking. He realizes that I have something to say, and he puts his phone down. 
We're both learning how we want to be in our relationship. There's a lot of room for growth. We want to be kind and respectful of each other, and that means showing interest in what each other has to say, even if it isn't our favorite topic. And again, I'm not always interested in what he has to say. It goes both ways. And I can guarantee that I have been distracted as he speaks to me at some point in my life. So I am going to share so that I'm showing up as the person I want to be as often as I can. Now, what about when to have a hard conversation? First of all, hard, quote unquote, conversation is just a thought. We consider a conversation to be hard because of thoughts about it. They're all just conversations. Can you believe that? I know it takes work. I recommend that you never have a conversation because you need the result to be that you feel better. If you're looking for validation or expecting or hoping for a specific response, this is out of your control. Now, I have used this against myself. Even with coaching, I've avoided conversations. I've coached myself out of sharing because I was asking myself, why I wanted to share. Was I hoping for some result? Was I hoping for validation? Was I hoping that my husband would tell me something that would make me feel better because I was triggered and I needed reassurance? These are not good reasons to have a conversation because you are hanging your emotions on their response. You are doing it so that you will feel better. And if you don't get the expected response, you're going to be disappointed. And then who knows what? Maybe you'll spiral down into your own relapse. So the funny thing is that I have used the coaching against myself when I wanted to talk to my husband about something. I would ask myself all those questions. Why do I want to bring this up? Is it so that I'll feel better? Do I have an expected response that I'm hoping to get from him? I would coach myself out of having the conversation. I would tell myself I just needed to manage my mind around it, not have the conversation. Now, that is always an option. And for me, the more courageous thing to do is have the conversation with no expectations. To have my own back, to be my own safe space. I've got to be on to myself. I've got to be careful not to coach myself out of courage. I'm working on sharing with my husband because I want to be known by him. And it's scary. That might sound ridiculous coming from a woman that has been married for 35 years. I know. My husband and I have not had a pattern of sharing. You might have guessed. We've protected our hearts. We've hidden parts of ourselves from each other. That is no longer how I want to show up. How I want to show up is in my control. So I do my best to courage up and share. Again, having my own back. The thing that I find so interesting is that 
I would not have tough conversations to avoid conflict and contention in our home and relationship. And as a result, I was filled with contention and resentment. Crazy, right? We've been taught that contention is of the devil. Somewhere, my husband picked up the idea that a difference of opinion is the same as contention. And I tiptoed around this. The goal of conversations is connection, not contention. Conflict is not bad. It is simply a difference of opinion. We need to still work on believing that. So I, on the other hand, did not want to be a nag. A nag is not desirable, and I wanted to be desirable. Somehow I thought that asking for something or having a different idea or opinion was being a nag or complaining. Basically, I didn't stand up for myself and express my opinions to keep the peace. And then I would feel resentment. And again, I didn't show up this way all of the time. I did share some opinions and some ideas. Some were met with acceptance, some not. So I love Jennifer Finlayson Fife. She does amazing work. I love what she teaches about keeping the peace. She says that often we claim to be keeping the peace when we are actually, what we're actually doing is keeping the imbalance. When one partner doesn't speak up and be heard, they may claim that they're being a peacemaker, but they aren't. In a healthy, connected relationship, there is room for two people in that marriage, two equally important views and opinions. Two important people. Room for two people to grow. It is crucial for both to be free to express themselves. And sometimes we use the gospel doctrines incorrectly. If we are to become Christ-like, we are to be peacemakers. We may mistakenly believe that this means to not voice our opinion, because that would bring contention into our homes or relationships. Yet Christ did not hide. He taught the truth. We can share our thoughts, opinions, and desires in a kind, non-contentious way. The truth and honesty is always kind. Others may not agree with me, and that's okay. I want to be courageous and show up honestly and not hide. Now, I know that this might not be a struggle for you. Your relationship is different from mine. We're all different people. And I do know that there is something that you are struggling with, something that you need more courage to do. What is that? What do you need courage to face? What are your thoughts about it? Are you ready to do the work to show up as the person you want to be instead of hiding inside yourself? I can help you with it. I have the tools. Are you ready to do the work? Let's go.
Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you are ready for one-on-one coaching to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a free session to find out how I can help you on your journey. I'd love to talk to you.